You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 133 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Brett and Jaden. Jeez, way to throw that at us. Yeah. I am here. I Brett, am also Jayden. here. Jaden, Brett. They have conglomerated into one singular oozy being. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I, I want to make a fusion dance joke but that, that's like 20 years old at this point now i feel old true i mean you could make a chimera joke and we could be terrible people and everybody could hate us Edward. oh uh, no you did it <laughs> uh hello everybody uh, we, we have dated ourselves <laughs> we did it hold on hi everybody we're all back at our uh, houses our domiciles Yep, Jaden has with, returned. With our you. microphones, thank God. Yes. Yep. It's okay, yeah. guys. I edited the last cast so well that other than the random, like, occasional staticky thing right before I come into that spot, <laughs> you can't tell that that happened. It was so bad. Thank you, Jaden. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, is is there news? There's uh, a neat uh, Turnus Continuum model. That yeah, which is further up. reinforcing my choices because, boy, does that thing look way cooler than anything else we've seen so far. Our breaker. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also just a futuristic rake, so I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. It is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it, other than what we're talking about today. Yeah, I don't, there's a whole lot of wild new stuff going on right now, not that I've seen anyway. I mean, so, we, could, we could talk about real fast that uh, Big Top Gaming has posted a Brawl Machine Battle Report, and Mr. Malorian has posted a Brawl Machine uh, video that you guys could go check out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyson also said that he's going to be doing um, themed bases for each of the new Mechanica factions, which sounds awesome. And since you guys both play ISA, you can fight over the ones he'll give us, and since I'm going to play Continuum, I'll get those ones to myself. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, I've messed up. <laughs> <laughs> We done a we done a goof, especially since oh speaking of which, the new Mechanica uh, for uh, Discord is losing its mind too. Apparently, uh, Marcher worlds are super overpowered. I mean, didn't we call that like way no, back when? No, no, I I'm I'm I don't let me, I'm not worried about the balance of the game. I'm worried okay. about the fact that models have been in hand for like three days for some people. <laughs> We're already talking about how one faction is just down. Oh, yeah, obviously, like that was gonna happen. <laughs> Like I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I was. No, no, you shouldn't have been. We shall but. give it time. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Brawl Machine. We're talking about Brawl Machine. Okay. So we're excited that people are posting battle reports and stuff about it. <clears throat> um, and so we just and we, we were we were chasing that we haven't been advertising it enough. Yep. <laughs> Which, also, I was curious, and so I went and looked at our, our, our analytics today, and the Brawl Machine update number two that came out like three weeks ago has had over 2,500 hits, which wait, is... Update, update two was today. You mean update one? Update one, yeah, yeah. Yes. Update one. was uh, It has like 2,500 hits, which is a lot for more machine content. Mm -hmm. So 
we will we will advertise it more. No problem. <laughs> we love the format. We love talking yeah, about have, it. I've got, <laughs> I've got two more battle reports coming out about it, and I will just start writing lists and writing articles about said lists and why I think they're fun. Yeah, yeah. We have, so we have updated. Oh, well, we'll go through the updates later. But I would like to point out first of all that uh, one of the reasons that we found the flags to be hard to deal with is that the place I put them in the maps that everyone's been playing on was like half an inch off in every direction. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so I think kind of the impetus for wanting to talk about this a bit is we've been seeing, like we mentioned, there's been some battle reports posted. Uh, there's been videos just talking about it. And uh, there's a lot of places where people are kind of talking about, or at least a handful of places where people are talking about Brawl Machine and what it is. And we were like, maybe we should do that. Yeah, like as the people who made discuss, it, discuss <laughs> like have a singular place that we can uh-huh. be like, hey, here's what this is. We kind of mentioned it on our cast with Hungerford, um, and it's kind of been Did mentioned we, a few times. We've wait, never like we didn't do a full episode about it after that. No, we've never done no. a full episode on Brawl Machine. <laughs> I think I think we were very much in this mentality of like let's put it out and see what people think and it turns out people really like like it and yeah it's, we were it's like doing... oh maybe we should actually talk about this because it's, it's yeah funny. it's doing better than we dared to let ourselves hope yeah it's so funny because the three of us talk about it so much that I just assumed we did a, we yeah we just we did, yeah we talk about it a ton like outside of cast but yeah we yeah. we've not yeah we've not really done anything that's hilarious for it. um so what's the heck is Brawl Machine? What's that? So, Jaden, tell us, tell us what inspired you. Uh, all right. So, last year, uh, Jeff Olson and I were working on a 25-point format a little bit, like, just throwing ideas around. Um, and it the premise was basically that it needed to have scenarios that were designed for 25 points, because regular steamroller scenarios don't work at 25 points. They're too spread out. Um, and the scoring conditions are, are awkward and weird. And the games are over at random times, basically. Yeah, because... and, and the reason they're awkward and weird isn't that they're always too slow or always too fast. It's that it can be either one right. that changes. Um, and Jeff was hesitant about a ban list because he was a privateer press employee and he didn't want to to like throw those kind of things out there. Um, so he had some different variations to cap things. Um, and then recently we were thinking like, what should we like, what's a good project for us to, to take on over the summer? while well, I've got a bit of extra time and we can devote resources to it and stuff. And, uh, so we were thinking, well, maybe we should put out a, a smaller point format out there. That would be really good for new players. And would also be interesting enough that veteran players would like actively want to play it. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I really want to emphasize that. I really want to emphasize that. While mm-hmm. the reason we created the format is to introduce new players to the game and to ramp them up to full 75-point games, it is imperative that it's still fun for competitive players so that they want to keep playing it and keep playing it with new players. Yeah, because a big part of the problem with like low-points game in general is and the, one of the reasons that it's so frustrating <laughs> to be a new player in this game is that low point games typically feel really bad. Um, they're not very much fun. If you've got, been playing the game for a long time, they feel super limiting. And um, there's certain models that are just way over the top. And if you play them, you pretty much always win. Um, this means that veteran players don't want to play at low point values for very long. And as such, they push <laughs> brand new players up to 75 points way before they're, too, way before they're ready for it. 
because mm-hmm. 75 points is a lot of stuff going on. Um, like a lot, a lot of stuff. And new players, I think, probably shouldn't be hitting 75 points for their first like 20 plus games, maybe more. But if you want to play the game, you have to, because that's the only games you can find. Right, because that's what everybody wants to play. So it's really important that this is a format that veteran players um, will enjoy, because that's how you get them to play this with the new players. Um, so and, those and were out, outside of like a demo experience or like a press ganger equivalent or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Like, like this is. We want this yeah. format to be something that veteran players will say, even if it's just them and another veteran player. Let's play some brawl machine. Brawl Machine's yeah. a fun format. Um, it's something something you can actually work into, like, how games are played, right, at your store. Yeah. Whereas, like, demo games are something you very much have to be like, okay, who wants to run the demo game? All yep. right, let's get set up. You know, it's it's a very it's very much a process. And, and as a new player, you do feel like you're disrupting everything. And it's like, hey, this is the format we kind of do. Uh, and it's pretty easy to kind of get, get a handle around. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, the most part. And, and this, is, this is another thing that we're stealing from Magic. Um, in that there are formats like Legacy and Modern or whatever mm-hmm. where you you have to have right. been playing for a long time or whatever or have a bunch of money or whatever, right. or just roll up and play Standard, which is by definition cards from the last two years, and yep. so and, but it's a commonly played format that people enjoy. Yeah, and and then there were a couple of other um, things that we were thinking about. Uh, one of them is that twenty five points is a very uh, inexpensive investment into the game by comparison. Um, you can pick up a, a 25 point list for under a hundred dollars in most cases, and that's including like dice and stuff that you would need. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, like it's MSRP, like 150, right? Like Battle Box and 250 dollar choices. If even if that, like, yeah. it could be Battle Box plus a 35 dollar jack kit plus like a 20 dollar three man unit and like a 10 dollar solo, right? Like that could happen. Um, and that's an MSRP, and you can almost always get it for between 15 and 30% off. So that's, you know, it's a very reasonable, like, thing so, to, like, say, I'm going to try this for a month, and if I hate it, then I'm out, whatever. But if I if I really like it, then this is fine. Um, it's also uh, a really yeah. good gateway drug say. for other factions <laughs> if you're a, an experienced player. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, I own a... <laughs> three minions brawl machine lists, two Kator brawl machine lists, two protector brawl machine lists, and... Didn't you just buy a circle one today? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it, though, because I only <laughs> like four models. <laughs> it's a problem. It is a problem, but it's also a wonderful thing, because at the same, it's like, normally when you start into a faction, like, ah, all right, I have to spend so much money to get to a competitive pair, and now I'm like, I can just sort of like spend a little bit of my hobby budget for this month and have a new brawl machine list. And then the other thing is because they're so small, the lists are really easy to paint, which encourages that fully painted experience that is wonderful and also really hard to achieve at full size. Mm-hmm. And remember, this is the podcast of don't be pressured into painting unless you want to, but if it's easy, awesome. Yep. So um, that's I just where wanna, we start. I, I want to point out. Yeah, and I want to point out that we spent a lot of time thinking through subtle buying decisions and incentives when we were creating this format. Yep. So, yep. so let, I want to try and tease out as many of those like subtle things, that, subtle decisions that we made. So I, I have think, a suggestion. Let's yeah. go through what the format is first, and then we can talk yeah. about it while people, yeah, okay. people have context for so, it. So I think I think the first thing that when when we were kind of designing like what this wanted to be 
was we wanted to make sure that we were using as much of the base steamroller packet as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, steamroller is very much how like it's how a lot of people play War Machine. Well, uh, I mean, we we I don't know if we were around before steamroller was the only way to play, but steamroller was a fan created format, and yeah. it's just the way you play War Machine now, and that's I mean it makes the game way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah. And and the other thing is that in order to help, get, because we wanted to be this, have this be something that new players can kind of get into and move up from, we wanted to make sure that the transition was very, very easy. So there's not rules that are like totally different as you get into higher point values like, oh, well, Brawl Machine had, a, had me do it this way, but now I have to play a totally different way. We wanted yeah, it to be the same. Specifically, we didn't like how Rumble had special deployment rules on a three by three board. We didn't like right, how com- exactly. Company, of, Company of Iron had an entire new deck of complication. Yeah, mm-hmm. new rules for like every model. Yeah. 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 So at its core, Brawl Machine is a 25 point uh, format uh, way to play the game, in which mm-hmm. you obviously have your 25 points. Uh, theme lists are allowed, so you get one requisition point because that is the the steamroller default for uh, a 25 point list. Uh, and you, of course, get your your battle group points from your Warcaster or Warlock or whatever. Yep. Uh, it's still played on a full 48 by 48 table. Mm-hmm. 48 feet. <laughs> you need a crane to drag <laughs> you around over the table. Um, however, there are a few things that that uh, are shifted from kind of how a regular you know kind of steamroller game works. Uh, the first thing was that uh, Brawl Machine uses FA1. This is on everything? Sort of. Um, <laughs> yeah. So sort of. It's largely, it's pretty much on everything except for a couple weird cases. Um, so the reasoning for FA1, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that, that like FA1 catches a lot of things that probably don't need to be made FA1. Like from like a... Oh, it's oh, yeah, probably yeah. too powerful. Like so many things. That, like, I, I think FA is it. Like we we've had a question about like is two of this really overpowered? It's like no, not at all. But like um, part of it was, and we were kind of joking that it's it's somewhat of a concession of the fact that there's there's three of us and we have other lives. <laughs> um, the amount of testing we would have to like basically FA one fixes a massive number of problems without having to do much. Yeah. At any cheap, high FA, powerful thing. So we're talking like chargers, negation angels, initiates of the wall. Like if you like if you can spend eighteen points and get three of them, or whatever you know for each case. Um, like that's a huge problem at these small point scale. Mm-hmm. And it's part of what makes regular twenty-five point games no fun because you could roll up with like your super interesting. Uh, like combined arms list, and then oh look, I'm playing against four marauders, yay! Yep. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, worse yet, a conquest. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the other thing was uh, in regards to FA1. So the the thing I think you were kind of noting was that there are some models that are brought like bought in multiples. Uh, yes. And the multiple set you have is considered to be your your fa1 yeah so that's, when, that's when we say bought actually, we mean in points yeah, yeah that's actually how the rules work we're just clarifying like things like yeah. kravitz and troll whelps Incubi. um 
Incubi, exactly. We did have to make up an FA rule for weapon attachments, because uh, we forgot this was something changed between Mark II and Mark III. Yep, yeah. Um, so all weapon attachments are just FAU now, and you're supposed to figure it out. Um, but we want units to be... like We don't want someone to buy a box of Winter Guard Riflemen and only be able to play with one of the rocket Rocketeers. Right. So... We, we allowed a special exception to weapon attachments in that you can have three of them, but only on one unit. Yeah. And I think that's pretty intuitive, and I think for the most part, it's pretty much fine. It does yeah, make certain I... things like Rocketeers and Brute Thralls and Battle Priests, they're very strong, but it's only a one unit, and, you know, that's yeah. probably okay. And it is points. You run out of points very fast. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, <laughs> it's when you are used to 75 point games, building lists for 25 points, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> okay, I'll put in my unit, a solo, and oh, oh, that's oh, it. No, but, oh, <laughs> that's, okay. That's, okay, I need more solos. Time to start taking things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, so part of the other thing about FA1, and this is, so FA1 was a very good thing from like a testing and kind of competitive standpoint. Uh, it's also very helpful for just helping new players not have to buy like eight of the same thing. Well, so (laughs) what I always hate and the story I I hate, and this is what is inspired a ton of my design choices in Brawl Machine, is I had a friend who got into Kador because he fucking loved the Man of Wars and he loved the the Kador Jacks. And he was playing in Mark II where you could take all of those things and throw them in the garbage and then you have these shitty infantry sculpts. That's Kador. Yeah, and, yep. and so I don't want someone to buy, you know, $100 worth of Man of War, you know, like, you know, like three units of Bombardiers, which I think is specifically what he bought, and realize they're terrible. See, and, the funny thing is that's a really good list now. Well, sure, <laughs> but it wasn't in Mark II. <laughs> but, yeah. like, that's, that's the thing is I don't want someone buying, I don't want someone buying, like, five of the same thing and finding out that none of them are going to be useful. Yeah. I'd much rather them buy five different things and go, oh, I like this about three of them. Yeah. So so that's one of the big things that we've changed is that FA1. The second thing, well, there's a number of other things we've changed. Um, the, the next big thing that we changed is the scoring rules. In in Steamroller, um, you win if you have more five more control points than your opponent. Well, wait, I want to game... stop you before you finish this. Um, okay. Let's talk about what we didn't change. <laughs> All right. We didn't change how to score at all. Correct. So all the zones that you're used to, um, all the the rules for zones, all the rules for flags, all the rules for contesting, all the rules for scoring are all the same. Um, We didn't include objectives, but you can learn those later. That's fine. Yes. Um, And but we did change how long games are. Yes. So we've we've changed it. Instead of ending on at the end of turn seven, the games end at the end of turn five. And frankly, having played to end of turn five a couple of times, you have two models left each. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's they're plenty. done. <laughs> yeah. um, the second thing is, uh, instead of winning by five, having five more control points than your opponent, you win if you have four points more than your opponent now. And that's actually a recent change as of this week. We were finding that win by three was way too fast. Um, which we didn't catch internally because it turns out all three of us play really slow scenario, like conservative games. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we we've played hundreds or maybe thousands of steamroller scenario games, so <laughs> we're we're very cautious about how to win or lose on them. Yep. 
So the, the, that's the big thing. And, and it makes it, so this is one of those big changes that helps 25 points feel really, really good is that because the scenario is a little bit more alive and because the game is a little bit shorter, um, you engage very quickly and it helps with that sort of like, this is going to take forever, even though it's a small points game kind of mentality, because it can't like, it really can't. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just, and it's faster to deploy, it's faster to get to the turn. All that oh, yeah, stuff. absolutely. Um, which which feels real good. And then the, let's talk about the scenarios and then the band list. Uh, well, oh, the best of three format. Let's talk about the best of three format. So this, that, I think this is something that, like, initially we were kind of just putting together the idea of the small point format, and then suddenly it was like, wait a second. <laughs> so, yeah, wait exactly. A second. <laughs> So uh, one of the one of the most important subtle benefits of a twenty five point game is that game take like ha- like forty five minutes to an hour. Yep. If you've played before, I mean, which like, is half or less the time that a regular game takes. Yeah, games are fast, um, which has uh, a primary benefit of so when you're a new player. When you lose a game, usually it's because you find out some rule you didn't know, whether that's like scenario or like a, a spell on a caster's card, or you just forgot something, or you know. And having to slog through a two, three-hour game, and in order to find out that one mistake is unbearable. And yeah. this is actually some this is something Lorian pointed out that I didn't even think about was that can you imagine going to a tournament and getting top of two because you're a new player? And then you have to wait an hour and a half for your next game. Or because you're a veteran player and you just slightly... <laughs> oh, right. I mean, that, we have, that, all that's three me. of us has been knocked out that early many a time. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's had the, the, the walk of shame up to the, uh, up to the <laughs> TO desk, desk of like, yeah, I lost. It's 15 minutes in, what happened? Well, yep. played against Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, no, it, yeah, Malorian pointed that out of like you, you, if you, if you're doing a best of three format, you play your first game, you get knocked out maybe super quickly by something you didn't know about or whatever. You don't have to just sit there for two hours yeah, and you can play, play again. again. It's great. Yeah. Well, and and that's the cool part about best of three is that it encourages players to just re rack and try again. Yeah. Right. Which is the best way to learn from your mistakes rather than like not having them reinforced, not being able to test new new theories again and, again rapidly. and out outside events like it, it's it's the same right is it you, you used a very small amount of time a lot of the time like a, a new player will go in and if, if their game actually does go very long um that's all they got to do that night right mm-hmm. and being able to kind of re-rack quickly and start again and get you know two or three games in in a night it's actually very valuable mm-hmm. yeah yeah because like and honestly ahead, the, right. the the 45 minute time was a design goal like before we chose the point limit like yeah like that that time is the sweet spot for game one. yeah in some respects like we we were kind of starting out going hey how can we make a game 45 minutes yeah yeah right. and yeah so yeah uh so brawl machine is played with the best of three in tournaments and i think i think as it grows people are going to adopt it just sort of baseline and it's really excellent from a, a new player perspective you learn quickly uh, you don't get to get iris twice in a row you can figure out how to yeah like (laughs) the thing is so here's here's the really interesting thing about learning and here comes my teacher self um when you when something happens and you learn it 
uh, it goes into short-term memory, or, or what we call like working memory. And if you don't do something to reinforce it quickly, it will vanish over the course of like less time than you think, a few hours, maybe like a day. Working um, memory only lasts like a couple of minutes, even, right? Yeah, like yeah. specifically that memory does. But there's working memory, and then there's like short-term memory, which is oh, like okay. more amorphous, and they're often the same thing in learning. Like they they work together very uh, well. Whereas if you reinforce it, then what that does is it lets your longer-term memory uh, latch onto it, and yes. uh, that lets you store it and bring it back out later. So when you're a new player, if you're playing a full 75-point game and something happens to you, and that's the only game you play until next week or until like three or four days later, you didn't really learn that lesson. Like you might know it in, like in, intellectually, you know that that's how you lost or that's how you won, but you don't have that instinctively into into your like brain to stay. It's not mm -hmm. going to be there. It's not going to be there when you need it. Um, so this this helps new players uh, and. Well, experienced players yeah it's also it's doubly bad if there's some sort of negative emotion tied to it which losing often right. will yeah um, like if you're embarrassed or you know you you know you forgot something you don't feel good about it like you don't want to think about it, you don't want to reinforce it exactly and whereas this way you just get to go oh okay good to know and then you don't let your caster be within you know 19 inches of iris or, or you have a shield guard yeah or um, you don't you don't shield wall and walk on top of one Right. Yep. Um, so those are really good things. And then the other thing is, because you're going to play again and you're going to play against the same opponent in the same list, if you're playing somebody who's more experienced, they can help you immediately and then you can apply it, yep. which is what, so that's, useful. That's a dream in teaching, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it absolutely is, is. You get some practical experience, you get to help correct mistakes, and then they get to do it again. That is a big deal. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and then from like a veteran player perspective, man, best of three feels so much better than single shots. Um, like, oh no, I, mean, I lost to that 5% assassination run. Basically anything like in the world that is taken very seriously that's competitive is not single elimination. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And we, we just do single elimination because the game takes two hours and then like a half hour of setup, right? Like, you can't, we can't. <laughs> right. Whereas this takes like... <laughs> ten minutes to set up and forty-five minutes to play ish. Yeah. So and then you don't actually have to do the setup again because you're just doing it again. The scenario is already pl placed. The terrain is all, all set. Right. So I think uh, we weren't expecting this to catch on as as well as it has. But almost everybody that I've talked to about playing the game has been, oh yeah, we're doing best of three, like pretty much exclusively. I'm like, oh, interesting. Wait. Which we need to talk about that. We'll, we'll just hash it out on the cast later once we're done going through the basics. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, so we did. Uh, we did put a death clock in, right? Yep. Um, yep. We put an aggressive death clock in, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So so the ca casual event uh, kind of suggested death clock, and and all it's part of the thing is that all of this stuff is very like we're testing everything. Yeah. Yep. Right now, this and I feel like clock. I feel like clock is very much one that it's like that's going to take a minute to kind of hone in on what feels good for everybody. Um, but uh, for casually, we recommended a 35 minute per player clock or no clock at all. That's yep. TOS, do your thing. Uh, and in a competitive format, uh, a 25 minute clock, which is is it is quick. You're yeah. <laughs> you do have to keep moving like this. We're I mean, I, we were saying we wanted to get to get it to 45 minutes and it's like it generally is. 
because a lot of time like somebody went on scenario or assassination or something like that um mm. but if a game does grind down uh it's 25 minutes is pretty quick you, yeah. you have to you have to be on the ball right from the start and that's why now, this, is, this is a more competitive way to play I, I will say that chandler and i played a number of games at 30 minutes each uh to yeah. just sort of like get a middle that ground because we bad. were testing some things that that felt extremely fine like we, we got to bottom of five multiple times and we both had a couple minutes left on the clock and it was fine and, and we were like tired and watching children at the same time so like yep it wasn't it wasn't bad um so yeah. uh if you are a new player you should not be playing on the clock for a while so this is much more of a tournament style thing and if you're a veteran player and, you, and a new player wants to play brawl machine with you you shouldn't be on the clock it's not going to take that long just don't worry about it yeah or or at least don't hold them to don't don't say that they lose when 30 get a, minutes get a couple games in and then start doing like a relaxed clock yeah That's like so the so kind of know how your stuff works a little bit and yeah, yeah, yeah. um and that that's all kind of basic like teaching a new player stuff <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um no if you're playing well, brawl machine you must use these exact clock amounts well, and if you I, don't I, we'll come to I your do like, yeah i do like that we specifically call out play on a, a looser clock for non-tournament games i think that's important just to bring yeah. up yeah yep, yep. so Unless you just really want to get a game done very fast <laughs> well i mean yeah. i've played i played speed settlers of Catan, where we got like, hey, man. A, like a four-player game done in like 20 minutes it was insane (laughs) i can imagine the trades in that involved a lot of screaming (laughs) well so uh we played it so often that like the logic of when and who should trade was something we just understood intuitively so one person would say something and everyone would go no that doesn't make any logical sense so we just move on (laughs) yeah all righty so the controversial moment Bum, the band list. Bum, 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 band bum. list of Brawl Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think. And why, I, why do we? Why do we pick a band list? Because some stuff's borked, man. <laughs> Damn it, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clarification. Some stuff is borked at low points. Yes. Right. So, like, I, I think the vast majority of veteran players, and especially with competitive players, if you talk to them about it, part of the thing that I think, especially from like from a competitive mindset. Playing with small point values is, especially when you kind of know you're going to be playing somebody a bit newer, is almost stressful because I'm like, the stuff that I am like practiced with is like a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> like, cause that's what I, that's what I build for. Right. And, yeah. and anytime you hear anybody talking about like, oh, we're going to play a small point things and we can use whatever we want. People will be like, oh boy, here comes butcher three. Right. Like that's <laughs> what you hear. Like every time butcher three is like the go-to for like. Yeah. Here's yeah. how you just end a low point value game, and it's like a, a caster that isn't even like amazing at full at 75, right? Like he's all right, <laughs> but like at very low, the lower the point value gets, the dumber he gets, and some, yeah. and that's why we have that's why we have incredible casters like Drake McBain. On the band, <laughs> who, like, I think that's my favorite one that people have pointed out. Like, why is Drake McBain on here? Because this is like a low grade, like not a strong <laughs> caster. But again, the way his feet works, it scales upward, like yeah. comparatively, the smaller the game is. Yes, and you're less likely to have the tools to handle it at a low point value. Yes. I, I also want to point out the most important reason we're doing a ban list is we are not privateer press. We cannot change rules on cards. We yep. refuse to like cha- like remove Add feet or remove, or remove sp- yeah. homebrew yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We hate we. Oh, 
Okay, we hate wishlisting like that. Like, let's be real. Yeah. And we're not going to bring it into this format. We're not the ones balancing the game. Like, that's not what we're going to do. Correct. And there, there are some instances where it's there are kind of blanket choices made. Uh, yeah. So, for example, like we, we've, uh, we have like huge base models are just not in Brawl Machine. Um, that isn't to say that there aren't huge base models that would probably be okay. Yeah, it's because uh, there would. So, yeah. so let's let's talk about all the. Re- I think the huge base we have to go through the most. Like, there's yeah. a lot of lot of reasons why we didn't put in huge bases. Yeah. Um, first off, they they are huge. Sometimes, like the bad ones, are huge, expensive money traps. Yeah. Yep. So, like gargantuans and colossals and stuff are. I mean, from like a, a point to dollar ratio, they're generally fairly fairly worth it. But they're also just hard to balance into a game this size. Like colossals mm-hmm. can be extremely binary. Uh, whereas battle engines, battle engines are like one of the worst, like ratioed models you can get in that their, their point value costed like heavies, yeah. uh, but are huge base models that like dollar wise cost considerably more. Yeah. And this is just something that for, for newer players is just not a good idea to be jumping into initially. Um, now I understand there's some factions that like if you're playing Rhett. Or Grimkin. Right. Like, there's some that you're just kind of going to need eventually. But just getting started, we just laid it out as no huge base models because they are either, like, too hard to balance or not a good idea for a newer player to pick up. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of the weird thing with a lot of aspects of the ban list was it's a it's a weird, and huge bases, I think, were the biggest call out on this, was they are a, a kind of a balance of both a competitive choice and a helping new players choice. Um, well okay and so there's there's lots of other hidden aspects of huge faces when it comes to small point games so first off they're another layer of complication um Mm -hmm. right they there's a ton of rules that specific rules for them yeah yeah there's a ton of rules that they just ignore um so like you're excited about slams or your marauder marauder combo smiting and they're just like we don't give a shit um and they also they encourage an a, a style of play that is horrifically unfun. Um, so yes. allowing Colossals means that you allow a model that can be placed in a zone and cannot be removed except by killing it, which means right. that that your opponent has to interact on the axis that you choose. So if, if you choose to, I don't know, just throwing out a random example here, play Striker 1 with a Hurricane, like they have to kill the hurricane. They can't just, like, throw it out of the zone. They can't, like, you know, avoid it. it around, which we got out of the format anyway. And because because this point value is smaller, and therefore the scenarios are smaller, like, a lot of the time, like, Striker 1 Hurricanes definitely exist at 70.5 points, but you have more tools to deal with them. Also, you can probably ignore that hurricane for a turn and, like, go score a different zone for a second. Right. Or, like, there's things you can do. But at this low point value, it's not really an option. Yeah, because in order to make the scenarios functional, they're a lot closer together than they are at bigger point values. And so, like, I think all of our scenarios... Hold on, let me verify. (laughs) Yeah, I was was doing the same thing. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so in orbits, a huge base can contest, I think, every single one of these. No, three of them. Three of them? Yeah. It was Uh, was all four in our first version, but now it's three. Binary, uh, on binary be... you can, it can be three, mm-hmm. and on ignition, it's three. So three, three yeah. out of four scenario pieces can be contested by one huge base model on every single scenario. That's not good. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. So there was just there was just a lot of little considerations that just made it a lot easier to say, let's just not do these. Yeah. And one other thing about the ban list that I think we we, we can touch on or haven't really talked about and other people haven't either. Um, these models are all like really good models and they're fun to play. And if people want to play with them, they're going to learn how to play the game to such a degree that they will be able to play at a higher point level. And that's going to like naturally encourage people to move to higher point levels as well. Oh, I also want to say that the reason we're doing a ban list rather than like curated lists is A, it costs a lot more development time. And B, we want someone to be, we want a new player who's excited about some weird aspect of the game to be able to play it. Yeah. Um, and we feel like the probability of hitting one of these ban list things is lower. Yes, because we are uh, also, let's clarify real fast, we want this ban list to be as tiny as physically possible. Yes. It is not, like our goal is not to ban half the things in the game. Our goal is to ban as few things as possible. So um, it's like we, we've had a lot of feedback looking at the ban list of people like, why isn't this on there? It's like, because we're slowly looking through everything. We want to make sure that it is actually a problem before putting things on. There. So right now we're at huge base models and 19 other things. In, the, in a game of over a thousand model choices. Yeah, fourteen hundred uh, entries, I believe, is what it is. Yeah. So that means that we're at not quite a percent. No, about a percent. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Of, well, and huge bases make it more than that. Sure. So slightly over one percent of the models, which like is cast casters with telekinesis. Get out of here, TK that's, casters. That's, that's and there's only five of those. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's just go through the rest of the band list real fast and give like basically the, the explanation yeah, the, well the, the casters of telekinesis is a pretty easy one to kind of work out for one scenario we, scenari- we <laughs> yeah yeah and the other thing is that so telekinesis is one of the strongest spells you can have mm-hmm. and making it affect like a higher portion of a list actually is very relevant to it yeah uh it makes it feel very strong like tking one heavy when there's only like a handful of models on the table is a big deal. Yeah. And, um, and we've gotten a lot of questions like, well, why aren't you banning casters to speed things up? And it's because TK doesn't just speed things up. No. It prevents threats on you by turning things around Turn, and pushing yeah, them away. Around, it fixes it. scenario issues by getting things off of or out of the scenario or out of contesting or lots of other things. It yeah. can... There's a reason it's one of the best spells in the game. It's extremely versatile. Yeah, it can get things that are completely out of line of sight of the major threats on the table into line of sight of the major threats on the table. It does so much more than just speed up things. Yeah. And aside from the power level thing, it's also like it's also it, and this is part of why I love TK, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a very hard spell to wrap your head around. And yeah. so as as a newer player, like understanding why if you if you were a new player and you read that spell, it'd be like, what on earth is good about that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not very exciting sounding, but it's so strong. And so yeah. on. And so it's it's a it's a huge like disparity of understanding of like power levels for newer players as well because it's just such a wacky spell it is also no fun to play against if you don't know what you're doing like none right. at all so you can learn about that when you've had some games under your belt you're kind of <laughs> moving up the higher well, point values and right i also want to bring up that one of the strongest ways to play against telekinesis is huge base models <laughs> right yeah yep. yeah it's like consoles and stuff <laughs> yeah um, yeah so and then and then the other thing is i believe yeah, three of the five telekinesis casters, maybe four of the five, even if they didn't have telekinesis on their card, would have to be banned anyways. Correct. Yeah, it's right. basically like Scavarus is like... 
And even he has a lot of he's, rerolls. He's got some pretty <laughs> strong stuff. Yeah. But he's probably he's probably would be okay. He'd be pretty strong feeling, but he'd probably be okay. But yeah. like everybody else is like uh, like skirmishing, <laughs> like Polarity yeah. Shield or Polarity Field, whatever it is, is an incredible spell yeah. at this point level. Um, and and like Kruger, like if we had Kruger in here. We couldn't have any of these scenarios. Correct. Yeah, all these scenarios would just have to be completely different because Kruger yeah. would just break all of them. Yeah. yeah. So that's the Casterly TK. Next up, the most controversial decision. Um, Infernal Masters are banned in Brawl Machine. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but it boils down to the summoning mechanic is way too strong at 25 points. And, and the Infernal Masters are ridiculously good on their own even without it 25 points is like just enough that they can actually bring the tools to make the summoning work too yeah and so like if it's like any lower they can't really but it's just enough that you can like you can have like two to three extra heavies on the table easily yeah and that's that's a lot it's like you will find playing brawl machine games that like every attack and model you have (laughs) is so precious (laughs) yeah and Uh one of the the, the, the other question we get a lot is, well, why don't you just ban summoning or restrict it to lights only? And this is one of those things. We're not private to press. We're we not changing don't want to change. Rules. Yeah, we don't want to change the rules where we can help it. Yeah. So. I mean, it's like that. we could just go with these casters don't have TK. And it's like, well, we don't want to do that. We don't yeah. want to change also that, card. That wouldn't work. But Also the same comment you said. About <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still. Um, one, well, by the way, one thing I, I did consider mostly as a joke was just banning all Mark Soul models. <laughs> <laughs> Get wrecked, um, next one dance Fiona because obviously, <laughs> obviously, I wish I could say that I don't agree with you. There are, but... a, listen, there are there are two things on this ban list that just please me greatly. <laughs> We'll get to the other one in a minute. Well, uh, and the funny thing about banning Fiona is uh, we left the other befuddled caster intact. <laughs> Well, yeah, because well, it turns the out other she's caster fine. doesn't have the best defensive feet in the game, also. <laughs> and like or access, an and access to like most of the best releases in the past two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yeah. turns out. Uh yeah, Fiona One's just she's so strong. Her feet is a nightmare. Uh and usually the only way to like fight her is to have a lot of like tools and you just don't you don't have those tools, sir. Well, yeah, because you <laughs> have to serve you have to survive an alpha and then still have enough afterwards. And then the yeah. other thing is that feat is one seventh of the game in a full size game. It's one fifth of the game in a brawl machine game. That's a huge difference. Yeah, it is. And and she still contributes. So one of one of her problems at seventy five points is that she doesn't really, you know, add a lot. Like she doesn't she's not charging anything. But like a soul fire or two would be really bad. Yeah. Uh, so Yep. Adding Butcher Three to the ban list like almost feels like a meme to me, but it is also necessary. Like well, it's just because he's always the go to like yeah. low point value, Butcher Three. Like yeah, it's just, is- this is a guy who just Oops, your positioning was slightly off. Killed your entire army in one turn. Yeah. And what are you going to do when I it's run a, at you at full camp? Like Slightly off is a misnomer. Did you put two heavies within like eight inches with, of yeah, each other? Yeah, right. With, it's it's, bigger <laughs> than it's that, more even. than it's that. It's a huge it's area. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's with like reasonable positioning. Yeah, that's if you the, get kind of lucky. Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously, really, obviously, if but, you put them adjacent, like five inches in front of him, 12 inches apart. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it's a huge area. And like, is is... With the way that the scenario works, like he can't really, you can't really ignore the dogs, 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can put them in contesting places and you kind of have to do something about it. And and here's the thing. Even if that was not the case, like, even if that was the case, he'd be questionably borderline okay if his feet didn't also stop him from being charged by, like, two-thirds of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including the other Workhouse casters. In, who are intru- yeah, including the other Workhouse So, yeah, he's he's got yep. problems. It's a combination of damage output plus denial after his feet turn. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I didn't realize this. The number of non-caster entries on this list has quadrupled. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a few things. Uh, uh, Hellmouths on there. Yep. Uh, Hellmouths can contest three out of the four terrain elements on every single uh, scenario, and on two of them, they can contest all of them. Yep. So. Um, and we're worried about recursion in general, and their recursion is insane. Yeah. Yeah, and also to go back, and they're just also so hard to remove if you don't have like the exact right tool. And right? if you fu- if you fuck up, you just lose a heavy for free. Yeah, yeah. that's the, so the combination of basically immortal plus can massively swing attrition plus make it so you never lose on scenario. Uh, also ridiculously cheap. Like if this was a fifteen point unit, maybe it's fine. <laughs> but. Yeah. Um yeah, like the, the games we had tested with it, it's the whole game was warped around where the yeah. Hellmouth was sitting. Oh, we forgot and... to mention this. Um we're leaving Theme Force benefits intact, but the Theme Force is scaled down to twenty five points in a perfectly fine way. Yeah. 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 So cool. Uh Sentry Stone's on there, it's a lot of the same reason as the Hellmouth. Yeah, um, yeah not even... quite not 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 quite as strong as the Hellmouth, but yeah. more versatile. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a pretty, pretty obvious, like, if the Hellmouth is too good, the Sentry Stone is too good. Uh, uh Magnus, Magnus too, because whoops, I lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he kind of ends the game in two turns at, um, at 75 points. 75 and point, and yeah. there he has to score three points on his feet turn to do it, and here he only has to score two. Yeah, so, he could pretty easily score three. <laughs> yes. Um, um we Scar probably- one. Like, Gordon probably does the same thing. But. Gordon is on the watch list as of this yep. week. I've gotten okay. a lot of complaints about him, so yep. Good. Uh, Scar won, because turns out her feat's even better at low points than it, it is at high points. it affects literally your entire army. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yep, she's absurd. Drake McBain, as we mentioned, he's just really hard to fight. <laughs> he is, he is so funny that he's on there, but it is true. <laughs> Like, unless you brought, like, a feat that gives your whole army grievous or something for a turn, like, he just, he's like, I just run at you and feet, and yeah, there's here, nothing you can do. Here's an Archon, here's a full unit with Rise, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up is Arcadius, because... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I played a Brawl Machine, I like, just to make sure we weren't being insane, I played a Brawl Machine game against myself to, like, just check threat ranges and things, and the non-Arcadius list had to concede on, like, turn two. So, yeah. Arcadius is a problem. Asphyxia's fourth. Chandler, go ahead. Get fucked. (laughs) He's just, he's just very impactful. I mean, it's, it's a little bit, it's like, what if Butcher 3 wasn't even your caster? Like, and I understand he doesn't do as much work, necessarily, but, like, that guy we, just running in with lose, full camp, you like you just can't. Yeah, you don't lose if he dies, though. <laughs> right. See, I, now the 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 thing is, is he does take up a a chunk of your list, uh, uh, but he's so like he will just dominate a huge portion of the table on his own, almost. Especially yeah. as like a if you send in the rest of your army first and then send him in, like he's just so hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
It's it. I mean, it's it's the issues he has at seventy five points, but exacerbated. Well, and he also has a come off problem too, right? Where he has. Oh, he's a, all, yeah, he's also recurring guys that yeah. Yeah, he will take a heavy for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorcia one. Um, the the way that the scenarios work is so one of the things about Sorcia is she can often kind of get screwed by dropping into lists that are like very battle group heavy, and it's like, well, feats all right, but I'm gonna shake it all, and it's not like it's not a time walk. Um it's very rare that lists are entirely like that and shutting down like a lot of lists will have like one unit <laughs> and or like three solos. Yeah. Or, and just shutting those down for a turn is such a scenario win that it's actually insane and, and yeah. an attrition one really. It's just hard to do anything about um, like source of one with some guns is just a nightmare. She was the first one who was added because of feedback, not because of us. Right. Uh, it's her, her and the hermit, yeah, yeah, same yeah. time, and and for very similar reasons, we have Krios on the watch, Krios one on the watch list because yep. he's very he's, similar to her. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's they've always kind of gone hand in hand in conversations. This Krios one and Sorcia one have a very similar kind of way of doing things. Um, he at least doesn't have a personal assassination, although he does have purification. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, so. and then the hermit. Um, it's kind of a combination of things. It's like. For one, Mad Visions is actually nuts. <laughs> yeah. At this point, one attack is actually a huge deal. Um, you'd be amazed how many Brawl Machine games kind of come down to one attack, and that, that ability is just extremely strong. The other thing is he's just a real pain to kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ancient Trout is, is real annoying. And if and it's even worse if you have to throw him instead of kill him. Right. Yep. Yeah, so he's like he was sort of skirting it. And the interesting thing was I never found room for him in lists, but we kept seeing like the hermit completely warped this game and I didn't have a way to deal with him. It's like, oh, interesting. Yeah, this was largely I I think I don't know if any of us specifically had any like bad experience with hermits and brawl machine, but uh, we got a lot of feedback on him. It was like, well, okay. (laughs) Well, and it's it's one of those second order effects, right? So one of the cool things about the game is that smaller units like min cheap min units or three man units are much more valuable yeah well, I, I started jamming swamp gobber bellows crew into lists yep, exactly yeah two points um, and they'll score zones it's huge yeah and hermit's weakness are 10 man units with even reasonable guns mm-hmm. yep. and those are pretty rare no you, you can't afford those in brawl machine no for the most part like there's some like i think you could probably make an argument for Nis Archer's post CID. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's pretty hard. So that's the ban list. There's also a watch list that's public. It's a lot smaller than the private one, but it's the ones we're most concerned about. I'm just gonna go through these real fast. Uh Sevy Zero, he's just real good. Alexia two, recursion, Harbinger, feet plus A plus martyrdom on these scenarios. Uh I'm very, very concerned about this model, so please test it. Um Karchev, just real strong. Ostrom hard to kill scenario outs with a uh, bulldoze severius two severius two is another one that i'm just like man yeah this is not a great caster but right at 25 but it's like oh so his his feet well, scales, no, we're not, his feet the feet, scales the up with not, a small point value no, no, don't right. don't emphasize the feet emphasize oracular vision sure and, yeah, and then, yeah, i said that i said that one attack was a big deal he stops yeah. a lot of attacks over the course of a game yeah yeah um, um, Thagrosh one. Although I'm almost ready to take him off of this list because the more I've seen him played, the more I'm just like, your feet doesn't matter until the game is over. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the slow pace of his feet is a big deal. Yeah, 
Denegra won because she has uh, an insane feat and a huge suite of debuffs, and she just turns everything into killers. And um, a lot. we're worried about assassinate, assassination lists in general, and she's one yeah. of the best. Uh, Gorton is on this list for the scenario, same scenario reasons that uh, Magnus is already banned. I've actually had a number of people telling me that Gorton probably is too good. I want to try this for myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's apparently speed four is not enough to keep him down in this format. <laughs> yeah, that's usually my thought is it's like, well, he's like Magnus, but he's so slow. But nah, well, if, if you're only spending like 20 points outside of his battle group, five, four of those can be an iron head. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Krios 1, same thing as Social 1, Morvana 2, because uh, turns out feeding back your entire army is really good. Uh, can you imagine that, like, yeah, like round plus, 3 when you've kind of lost most of your army, you're like, eh, and you're the art. Yeah, <laughs> and plus she's got access to rerolls, which yeah. is just absurd. And then Iris 1 is coming from a couple of people who say that they just are never taking any other Merc model and it's always going in their sideboard because um, it keeps the assassination potential really live against Lissa Dawn of Shield Card. And also, and this is the one I didn't think about, she has disruption on her gun, which yep. when you've got like two heavies that. guaranteed, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and there's also a Merc package when you're actually playing against Mercs. That's really scary, where it's like this non-caster-based assassination. Right. Yeah, so that's the wa- that's the public watch list right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think yeah. anyone's ever brought up something as a problem that wasn't on the private watch list. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's and, always, yeah. And I'd like to point out, there's only... 90 entries or so on the private watch list. It's not like I put and, the whole the whole game on there. And most of those Chandler and I are rolling our eyes at. So how dare you? <laughs> well, it's, how yeah, the, dare I mean, you? The, the watch list very literally is us kind of going like maybe and throwing stuff yeah. like you know you just we just need to make we just want to be sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a process. Yeah. So, uh, shall we talk about the scenarios next? Sure. Yeah. All right. So we have three scenarios, which is where we're going to stick at for probably the first four, four to six months. Competitive yeah. point. Like yeah, th- the- three, three scenarios gets you through a uh, like eight-person event. Yeah, right? and so. I think that next time we re- when we revisit this in like probably a year, we'll add three more, and then we'll be at our at a six just like Steamroller. Um, but for now, three is really good because it gets you through an eight-person event. It's enough to not make things really boring, but it's only three scenarios, so new players can learn them. Yes. Yeah, we, we actually don't want there to be too many scenarios. Yeah. So uh, let's start with the first one. This is called Orbits. Um, it has a central rectangle zone and a central uh, circular zone. And then it's got two flags that are on the center line and 16 inches up. And we uh, and we keep pulling them further and further away from each other. Well, first we push them really close <laughs> together. And yeah. now they're a little bit farther apart. And I actually think this is pretty close to where this is going to end up. This is the one we spent the most time on. Yeah, so. this was this is the first one, and we've played a lot of games on it now. Um, it's a really interesting game. You end up fighting on two different sides of the table and having to like rush resources back and forth. Um, um, it's, it, it shows you how you should split your deployment, right? You should put yep. heavies on one side and units on the other, yep. which I think is really clever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's also the only scenario with a rectangle zone in it. Mm-hmm. And because, this is by design. Yeah, because this, yeah, it's absolutely by design. You're going to be taking heavies. They're really important in this format. We don't want to reward you for something you already want to do. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, Orbits is pretty close to done, I think. This is version three. Um, now with correct. Now with correct flag placement. <laughs> now with correct flag placement on the war table. Um, 
four table links, which by the way, you can find all this stuff at loswarmachine.com slash brawl machine. Uh, it's, uh, it's all there and there's links to like our discord. If you want to help us test and look for games and there's links to finding these pre-made maps on war table that you can just play right off of. Um, you don't need to copy it or anything. That's by the way, machine. Yes. Thank you. By the way, by by far the thing that surprised me the most about war table is so we're, I've been watching the LFG group, the like the channel where you can find games on Wartable. Mm-hmm. I am shocked. I am shocked about how many people are looking for new player games or low point games. Like yeah. there's a ton mm-hmm. of people looking for Brawl Machine games, well, and I was not expecting that. We've <clears throat> been getting about two to ten new players joining the server every day, pretty consistently for the last two months. Oh wow! So. Yeah. It's it yeah it's pretty phenomenal like if you look at it the vast majority of people that are joining our our Discord are people that are finding the game for the first time. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. And it is really and cool. I just want to I want to put out a big heartfelt thank you to everyone who is taking on new player games and helping out the community on yeah. our Discord. Like yeah. we we really really appreciate that. Yeah, it's been it's been fantastic to see um, how how willing people are. Like, and even and a lot of time it'll even be like, I don't have the time for that right now. How about we schedule a game, and then a yeah. game is scheduled, and then a game is played, and yep. and that's been fantastic to see. So yeah, 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 and I, yeah. I love all the people who are saying like, I'm looking for a game in like two hours. I think that's really smart. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So that's uh that's orbits. Yep. Next up is binary, and it's this got. Is- this is this is where when we put this one down we were like oh so our scenarios are space themed, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and thus a system was born that we're still. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, binary has two rec- or two circular zones. They're offset. One's on the bottom left. One's on the top right. Uh, they're twelve inches up in each direction. So uh, they both sort of kiss the midline on opposite points. And then there's uh, two flags that are opposite of them. So the the bottom side has the zone on the left, the flag on the right. The top side has the zone on the right, the flag on the left. Um, this one, the feedback we got last week was that the flags were really, really, really hard to contest, which I'd actually done on purpose. Uh, but apparently it was too much. So this week they are closer together and closer to the center. And uh, if if you're listening to this and you want to test, please test this one the most because we're pretty happy with orbits and we want to start looking at this one a lot more. Yep. Yeah. And so a large base contests both a flag and a zone. That's unfortunate. Well, yes, I wanted to avoid that, but apparently it's it's a uh, can't it's really. Yeah. It's a thing that does happen sometimes in yeah. 75, yeah. though. Like it's not. Yeah, it does, and at least specifically a large base, and it specifically has to be towing the zone at the apex point of the zone, yeah, more or right. less. You're right. Because the flag center of the flag is six inches away from the zone, so to be contesting it, it has to be a large base, and it has to be pretty much exactly opposite that flag. Mm-hmm. And that means that a throw in any direction means it's not contesting anything. Correct. Yeah, and it happens also from the top and the bottom. So you can mm-hmm. you can contest the enemy flag with a large base from the safe zone, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but then you've exposed a heavy, yep, uh, or a cavalry something or other, which is oh, a sure. huge point investment, right? So I think that's probably fine. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, this is the one we're really testing this week, and, and this one really emphasizes having a unit, right? Because like maybe your caster can score the back left zone, but you're not going to put your caster in the forward zone. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is one of our zones that really is like, please play units because if you don't, you're not going to do well in scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Then scenario three is new. Yep. Uh, as of today, recording ignition because it looks like a little spaceship, <laughs> yep. which makes me so happy. It <laughs> does. <laughs> I actually I really like this one. I like. I like these sort of. Uh, I mean, we have it a little bit in that uh, orbits is is not symmetrical, right? Yeah. Uh, but I really like how the how like I like the two flags on one side not, and one on the other. I think it's really fun. Horizontally symmetrical. They're all vertical. Yeah. 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 They should. Yeah. Heaven. Don't not do that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this one has two flags on the left that are 14 inches into the table and 18 inches up. So they're standing across at, uh, from each other at like what is that math? 12 inches apart. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a perfectly central circular zone. And then there's a 14 inch in 24 inch up flag on the right hand side. Um, the goal for this one is that you're going to be fighting over the, the two flags that are close together and the zone. And you're both going to have to like manage your resources such that you can deal with Especially the so far right solos, flag. Unless you bring up very certain kind of things like solos are gold. Yeah. And yep. this like, it is so easy to lose like, the two solos you brought and be like, well, suddenly I can't score half of the table. Right. And, <laughs> like, uh -oh. and 18 inches up is not, not a happy place for a caster. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's way up there. So yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And so this is definitely intentional that scenario two makes you want to have units and scenario three makes you want to have solos. Like yeah. where we are trying to incentivize different list building. Yeah. We don't want to just have like, look at all these heavies I brought. Until you start, you, even though they're only FA1, you start really looking at some of those really cheap, good contesting and, and scoring solos. Like Feral Geists. Feral Geists are so good. But yeah, what, when when we were talking about allowing like three Feral Geists for a rec point and breaking it <coughs> that way, we're like, we're going to have to ban Feral Geists. Like, what is <laughs> <Yeah>. happening? <laughs> yep. Yep. And Gremlin really Swarms. Yeah, yeah. Gremlin yeah, Gremlin Swarms are interesting because they feel they're a little expensive for this point yeah. value, but they are very good. Yes, they are. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of the overview of the the three scenarios. Um, we're Like I said, we're primarily testing binary for the next week or two, and then we'll be moving on to ignition. But I think this is enough now that people can start, like, running leagues or, minim like, small tournaments if they want to. Um, all the maps are easily available on Wartable for, for playing and testing. And uh, I'm excited to to see what we come up with. I, I'm really happy with Orbits. I think Binary is pretty close. And then Ignition, we'll just see what you guys think, because yeah. putting it out there. Okay, yep. So is there any other philosophy things we want to talk about? I did want to say, I think we might have glazed over the fact that we have sideboards. Oh, yeah. I, I do want to brought it up. I do want to complain uh, about specialists. <laughs> 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 okay, well, so one thing that we also kind of wanted to do uh, that is really nice for a best two out of three format, and this is a little bit of stuff kind of stolen from Magic, yeah. um, is the concept of a sideboard. So basically having a certain number of specialists set aside that you're able to swap into. Now, the, the thing about this one is it's it does require you to have more models. Um, so It's a black mark, but not a huge one. Yeah, it's right. not a huge one, and I think it's fine to, like... If you're, it, if, if you're going new player focuses, I think it's fine to not use it. Yeah, it's but, also like 90% of the time what you want to swap in and out is like two or three solos. Yeah. 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 Uh, how many points of sideboard were we doing? I haven't played around with it. 15. Yeah, so it's, a pretty, it's, it's a lot of your list. Yeah, it's a, huge, it's a huge portion of it. 
but we wanted you to be able to kind of switch to to handle certain threats right <laughs> basically um, we want it, you to have one anti-healing out one magical weapon out things like that yeah without having to take up points in your list that you don't need to yeah so there, there's room in your sideboard for like a budget heavy a small unit a big unit with no attachments like some a pair support. of solos and like a three model unit yeah and, and in those things you can actually get a fair amount of utility like maybe you need some grievous wounds so your sideboard has alton ashley or something in it um maybe maybe you really really don't want to play with like you don't want to have to like worry about a magic weapons out so your sideboard has ion and holtz or if you're playing legion it's got the swordsman attachment that can give you guys magic weapons or maybe it's just like a black clad wayfarer because it has a magic spray mm -hmm. um so there's lots of different options there and i think this is going to be one of the the interest most interesting things about this format for competitive players especially yeah. um a couple things though your sideboard can't have a murky option if you're already using it in your main board yeah so because so here's what I hate about specialists. The 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 rules are in the steamroller, technically steamroller packet, technically, mm -hmm. but they're extremely confusing. Yep. Like I I've played several sideboard formats and I'm still not sure about several of the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit strange. We're gonna. So we're so we're gonna work on that. <laughs> so if I'm being perfectly honest, allowing specialists breaks my no adding rules to the game of war machine because even though it's in the steamroller packet it's so rarely used it's so poorly understood it might as well not be yeah for, for me specialists would be i would use that if i was running a like an event that i knew would be like all highly competitive players mm -hmm. like entirely and, um at the moment so yeah i don't know so it, it is cool because it means you don't go through list chicken again. You just play the same list again and adjust it. Uh, it's cool because you still get the same same list chicken as normal War Machine, right? No sideboarding for the first game, and then you get sideboarding in games two or possibly three. Um, and we are also doing the rule of whoever wins or whoever loses the previous game wins the die roll to go first on the next game. That's the nice thing is because best two out of three is not in the steamroller packet, we can put whatever rules we want into. That's how it true. Works. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I'm. I have little. I have mixed feelings on specials right now. That's why they're still just beta. It's not core to the format. Um, I do really like playing the same matchup over and over again on the same table. I think that's cool, and I think we should keep that. I do really like the winning the die roll. I think that's really cool and really easy, and also save some time. I really like that. Um, yeah. But I'm frustrated about the specialist rule. All right, do you want to talk about the things that are positive about it? Uh, well, I mean, we, we dug into it a little bit. It's just, it's the, you, especially at this low point value, it is very easy to get kind of list chickens. Um, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, he brought in Paradise. I have no Grievous Wounds at all. Yeah. Uh, whoop. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. There's lots of little things like that. And so if you, if you brought good tools in the sideboard or, um, I could even see slight, like, sideboard shifts that are intended for specific scenarios to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, like uh, a couple more solos to fit into Ignition or, like, Maybe my Swamp Gobbert Bellows crew comes in for binary, uh, but not for the other ones because there's you know an extra circle I need to worry about. 
um, stuff like that. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It's a nice system as as a competitive. I think anybody who plays like very competitively, like the the uh, prospect of a sideboard is just very appealing. Um, but it's just where you'll apply it, I guess, is yeah is the important thing, right? Like when when that when that rule will be. It's a variant rule, as far as I'm I'm kind of concerned. Is uh, yeah, and, a, until, a until we work out until we work out the issues, is a variant. Yeah, rule. yeah, yeah. We would we would love for it to work, right? If there was a simple, clean, intuitive way in the Steamroller packet, we would happily adopt it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, is there anything else in general we wanted to talk about? Um, I want to talk about what we're planning around for the future. Sure. Uh, are yeah. we planning to fix the spelling of Century Stone in the change log section? No. Because currently it is Century Strone. <laughs> no. Did I do that? Gosh dang it! It's intended. Um, uh, the only rules change we're making to any cards is that Century Strones are now what they are called. Sorry. Well, so Century Strones are banned, but Century <laughs> Stones are fine. What about I Century see. Scones? Oh, you you are required to bring those in England. What about <laughs> yeah. Century Scones? Hmm, those are is old. Like, yeah, is that like neat. a is that like a scone made of century eggs? No, no, it's it's Dwarven Battlebread from Discworld. Ah, even better. Oh, okay. yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. What, sorry. What, okay. What were we going to talk about? Um. So okay. So I wanted to emphasize the fact that the rules we released are for the competitive format of Brawl Machine. <clears throat> this is not the only way we envision playing Brawl Machine. No. However, you kind of have to test it to make sure that competitive players don't break it. Yeah, and. It's the stuff we're more familiar with, so like we yeah. can just throw something out there and make judgments about it. Like, yep. like we didn't have to do any testing to know that Fiona One had to be banned. <laughs> Correct. <Right. laughs> so we we are able. We have a a very extensive amount of War Machine experience to draw on. That is part so of how when it comes to breaking competitive scenarios. Yeah. So when we've only got you know the three of us and only so much time to work on it, uh, we've had we've drawn on that a lot. <laughs> and as well and even like uh take like the scenarios right like yeah. Jaden, i made all three of these right and um they haven't really changed much like since they came out in fact the thing i think that amazed me the most about brawl machine uh very little of it has really changed since like the initial layout we like got together and wrote yeah, like we've, there's... Right. we've added five things to the ban list yeah it, it and it, it's yeah it, it we were kind of like okay we're gonna work on this for like a couple months and then we'll release a beta and like a couple weeks in we were like i don't know i feel like this is pretty solid yeah. well, <laughs> like, like what it I came was... together very well and a lot of what? that was just we have a lot of we we know how to talk to each other we have a lot of time working together and then we just have a lot of experience that we've been able to kind of draw on what i what i was terrified of is that we would we would miss a butcher three where we would release a ban list the competitive the competitive format would be completely dominated by one caster and we would just never talk about it again Right, and instead we talked about field allowance on weapon attachments for the first week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Got the important stuff done, man. No, it's funny that the stuff that, uh, in a lot of respects, the stuff that takes the most time is like the most like inane shit. And you're just like, oh, God, we have to figure out how that works. Yeah. <laughs> well, then obviously we considered that they changed the FA rule on weapon attachments for right. three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because this is going so well. We we are perhaps a little emboldened, and we do have some some future things that we we would like to do once this is like out there in in, in the public purview and like more or less finished. 
Um, are we going to like go into what those kind of are? I just want to talk about vague things that we want to do. We want to do narrative style things. We love yes. how popular the living campaign is. We want to do stuff like that. Jane's a huge fan of Trophy Hunt, right? We want to do more stuff like I that. I love Trophy Hunt. It's my favorite way to play War Machine with a new person. We want to make attacker versus defender scenarios. We want to make team scenarios. We want to mm-hmm. make, you know, like iconic battles. Yeah. Because, like, how cool would it be, right? If you show up and you play a couple games of Brawl Machine and then somebody else shows up and you and your friend who are playing Brawl Machine, who are both pretty new, get to fight somebody who's a little bit like more experienced and has a 50-point list and you and your friend get to play your two 25-point lists against them and it's like really fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. and team formats are just more fun. Yep. Um, and as long as we make sure that you're not trying to play you know, a hardcore competitive game because, I, in my opinion, <laughs> hardcore competitive games do not work with two casters. Not really, no. But, but I, so. I think what it is is we're 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 taking a lot of our because the, the three of us kind of at the end of the day have been competitive players for for a while, yeah. and we're we're taking those sensibilities and bringing them into like how do we create formats that can be fun for everybody, Every, yes, including yeah. it. Like, yeah, I understand that every you know it's, you want to get your tournament practice and stuff in, but we want to make it so that if somebody suggests, hey, let's do this kind of wacky game, you don't go, oh god. You know, like we want to make <laughs> that, something that is actually something you'd be excited to play. That's that's a really great point. Is that yeah, we're not going to just throw out rules of the wall and hope that they work and hope that someone fixes them later. Like we're going to play them. We're going to make sure that they work. We're going to apply game design principles to them. We have the time, right? We're we're locked in our houses for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right. Like, and and it's important to us that there is interest in strategic depth even in wacky funzy um yeah. beer and pretzels formats and, and it's and it's kind of nice that we have that background because if we can make it to the point where all three of us are like wow i kind of want to play that even though we have the option of 75 points we know we're on the right track and that's kind of what sparked brawl machine like the excitement for me as i was like after the first few days of playtesting i was like I want to play more Brawl Machine. I don't really no, want to play I, 75 well, points. I, I, remember I was we, so pissed when the Legion CID happened. I'm like, oh, I have to play more 75 right? points. Right? Yeah. No. We, <laughs> so when we first when we first kind of came up with the the whole idea, Jade and I knocked a game out like in the first couple days. Yep. Uh, of kind of talking it through, and we finished a game, and then talked about it for like 30 minutes. And then went, let, <laughs> for, let's oh, do this again. Oh, the game went. Yeah, like yeah, we were, it was like oh, I wish I had done this, and it's like. It, for like 25 point games i've never felt that much like strategic depth and this was like version one orbits with no testing of any kind and we were like just the base concept felt really good by the way this is an important game design principle test early right oh yeah no yeah we were just like let's just put it on the table let's just see what happens and we were like actually this is fantastic (laughs) like this is actually extremely fun and, and since that point, like, I'm not kidding. I actually think I prefer Brawl Machine over 75-point games in the vast majority of cases. I mean, I'll agree with you because uh, I'm sick of crushing people with, with Aurora 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, the tears I cry for you just... <laughs> I, I'm the victim here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in the interest of not getting this too bloated, we should probably start ducking out here. Uh, But just to kind of, I guess, as as sort of a closing, is just thanks so much for the support for this that we've we've had so far. We really appreciate everyone's feedback. We really love hearing. So one of the hardest things for us is 
we're trying to design something for people we aren't, right? We're trying to design this for new players. So we don't know whether it's better to have Highlander or it's better to like have huge bases to draw people in. Like we need that feedback because we don't we aren't those people anymore. And so oh, yeah. I've got a, are, I've got a cabinet of huge bases to pick yeah. from. I don't need to worry yeah. about whether I should buy them or not. Yeah. Right. So we we need those emotional responses. We need those feelings. So if you if you know a new player and, or you know someone who or, or even if you just heard of someone who just picked it up from somewhere else and is playing it the first time and decided to pick Brawl Machine for some reason, like if you can get them to talk about what they like and don't like, that's invaluable to us. Yeah. It, it really is. And uh, to all all of the people that have been doing that, a huge yeah. thank you because it's been really really fun to to sit and talk about the the finer points of what we're we, doing here. We actually are talk about we have a brawl machine channel in our alliance Discord. And we talk about a lot there. We do. Yeah. yeah. So and it, and if anyone has any idea of how to advertise it better, because I thought we were advertising it a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly we get, yeah, they're just putting it out there very gently and quietly, and they need to push it more. And we're like, oh, I don't know. I thought we hadn't shut up about it, but okay. <laughs> Fine. Start prepping the fireworks and smoke signals. I, I will say, it is super fun. Like, every single time somebody posts anywhere, hi, I'm a new player, and I'm thinking about this. Within, like, five minutes, somebody that's not us goes, you should check out Brawl Machine. And I'm like, Cause yes. About five minutes after that, one of us will post that. Yeah. <laughs> I usually give it ten minutes before I do anything. All right. Let's let's get out of here, I think. Uh, in closing, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. You, are you are. Uh, yeah, Patreon's been killing it lately, and that makes us very, very happy. Um, I think almost everybody from the last raffle should have everything by now, except for the one that accidentally got sent to my house and I need to put it in the post office. Cause yeah, because oh, the place, the place I ordered it from defaulted to my, the PayPal's address default oh. and I didn't realize it. And I was like, Oh, I'm not supposed to have this. Um, <laughs> so I need to get that into, in we, we also office. need Zulamani to message us back so she can tell us which among us is painting her. Yes. things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, huge thanks for everybody's support on that. You can go check out patreon.com slash Machine. It's our tip jar. Uh, we post, you know, all of our stuff goes onto there. Uh, it's just a way to kind of show support for all the stuff that we do. Uh, also, big thanks to Broken Egg Games for their support. Things have been pretty quiet on their front overall, uh, but uh, they've got all kinds of really awesome terrain, uh, some of the best artwork you can find on tokens, everything like that. Um, and uh, like measuring widgets, stuff like that. I actually need to order a new set of blast widgets because I've been missing my medium base one forever. And, and you're playing tariffs now, so you need that. I do. Boy, do I. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, if you do check them out, uh, if you get anything off of the Broken Egg store, you can use the code LOS5CODE, get 5% off everything on their store. Also, big thanks to Tyson from figurepainters.com. He said he's going to be having uh, faction specific bases for. Uh, Warcaster Neo Mechanica, that's what it's called. Um, at some point, I don't think I don't know how soon he said, but and it's hard to tell Tyson because he's a busy guy. But uh, whatever they are, they'll look awesome because Tyson made them because everything he makes is great. True. <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, check him out. Figurepainters.com. He's got a lot of really awesome stuff. Uh, you can also find our website is loswarmachine.com. You can see all the stuff that we post through there. I've lost track of my usual list of things because I 
defaulted into thinking I had it all memorized, and now it's gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, there we go. Uh, you can email us at uh, loswarmahords at gmail.com. Twitters are at los underscore Chandler, at los underscore Jaden, or at chokeobsess underscore LL. Facebook is line of sight. That's the easiest way to kind of see everything that we post, including all the updates and stuff for Brawl Machine. Um, random pictures of my D&D games. Uh, that People I thinking we're an indie shooter game. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, I, I, I posted yeah. a bunch of painting uh, galleries. Yeah, Brett posted painting galleries. You should go check them yeah. out. They're cool. Yep. I, uh, also known as Fun with OSL. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can message me on Facebook, generally fairly friendly. And that's it. Yep. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Play Brawl uh, Machine. It's fun. Yeah. And we'll see you all next week with whatever we're talking about then. Apparently, uh, more Brawl Machine. Probably. Yes. Or <laughs> promise. All right. Bye bye, everybody.